Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to be breaking down the Bulls' big win over the pit. Ah, win over the Pistons yeah, in saying. Paris. In Paris. We'll talk about all that. Big games from Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NBA. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central Channels. Now, Pat, the Bulls get a win over the Detroit Pistons. Well, Apparently, I don't know if they've even updated the scoreboard yet. The scoreboard issues in this game were hilarious, bro. Talk about a controversy built in, but outside of the scoreboard issues, Zach Levine, Vooch, DeMar, again looking like the big three they rightfully so uh, should look like in trying to lead this team. Uh, what do you think overall about the win uh, that we got over the Pistons today? I, I think I think this is a good win for the Bulls. Um, it definitely moves you in the right direction. Two in a row now, in theory, right? Like, I know they're very spaced out, but two in a row now. Gets you moving in the right direction. It's a win versus a team that had a lot of storylines that we talked about yesterday that normally would go against the Bulls. Um, my biggest question is, has Diallo always been that, that big of a bucket getter? No. I mean, he, listen, we, we, we're going to let a role player go off. But li- luckily... We won every quarter of this game. So, you know what? I mean, I, I just wanted to know if he really was balling like that because I was intrigued. I was like, this is a nice game, bro. He hit him with a nice left to right, got to the rim, came with the hezzy shift. Well, right hand lay. Out of the last six games, he has scored in double digits. Five out of the last six has Diallo of the Pistons. So, apparently, he has been cooking lately. Maybe, maybe I don't know, but anyway, I, I, I he's think averaging twelve point three points on seventy percent shooting for the in the month of January. Intriguing, yeah. I wouldn't send y'all P will for him, but oh I, no, no, no. I, I think I think the big thing here is that uh, the, that you want to kind of focus in on is that the Bulls do come away with the win, uh, and it was a good team win, right? Like yeah. this isn't a game where we sit here and talk about one part of the team. They didn't hold up its end of the bargain, right? Bush did gave you the double double you needed from him. Uh, Demar Derozan came in, gave you the ISO scoring at times, and played within the offense really well. I want to make sure we give him credit. Really active well. in uh, in the passing lanes as well in that game. Yes, he played really well in the passing lanes as well. Did did some good things there, and then Zach Levine, of course, uh, being our high score, uh, our bucket getter for tonight, especially in that second half. Man, I, it's just it's one of those games where you look at it and you're like, wow, hey, everybody stepped up, including the other guys. People Will had an impact in this game as well. Kobe White, of course, in that second half, really came out cooking a little bit more, right? Like, so I thought this was a good all-around win. Uh, the problem is that it takes beating a team like the Pistons for us to feel good about a good all-around team win with our team. So uh, it, it, it's still up and down. We ain't there yet. Told you all five games above 500, but good win nonetheless. At this point, all the wins are good wins because you said at three games below 500. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's that's the biggest thing. We'll talk about that towards the end of the show because the Bulls have 37 games left. They still sit at three games below 500. they They're going to have to go on a nice 
decent win uh, uh streak. They're going to win at least three more games than what they lose for the rest of the season just to be at 500. Um, but with that being said, let's focus on this one. Zach Levine, another game in which you asked the question, I don't know if it was the last episode or the episode before last, can we have both DeMar and Zach get to the line? Zach got to the line nine times, DeMar eight times in this game. What do you think about that aspect of, of them both getting to the line? I loved it, but I also think that it's how the the team we're playing against, right? Like, yeah, oh, for sure. When, for sure. when you when you're you're going up against Detroit, right? They're going to attack the paint a lot more. You're going to attack the paint a lot more. The Bulls are a mid range team. Detroit's somewhat of a mid range team, right? So it kind of even a one's much worse than the other one is, or or at least worse than. I don't know if much worse, but yeah, I say much worse. Even though one's much worse than the than the other one is, and the Bulls are the Pistons, right? The the big thing at the end of the day is the fact that you're attacking down there. You're consistently getting down there. You're creating opportunities and you're not just sitting there getting out of your game because you're not taking advantage of, or you're not getting a foul call on every one of those opportunities. You know what? There, mm-hmm. there was a bunch of times tonight where I was like, mm, a lot of contact on Zach, on Zach there, but he just kept going or a lot of contact on DeMar there, but he kept going. Although DeMar, the, the tough part about DeMar is DeMar tried to sell it with everyone. He like does that, like lay down fall after every jump shot. And it's like, listen, brother, you, you're so far out of defensive position. Yeah. At this point, it don't even make sense. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, a lot of that in this game. I will say this. Bulls in this game getting 11 steals, um, forcing the Pistons to have 15 turnovers. Now, we did have 14 turnovers ourselves. We lose the rebounding battle by one. Uh, out of the big three in this game, who do you think played the best overall game? Who are you giving the best overall game to? I mean, I, I'm still going to go with Vooch, right? I, mean, I think we've gone with Vooch the entire time. And he didn't even do nearly as much, right? He didn't even put up the 43-point game. Just consistent. Did yep. a lot for you around the boards. Got you got you second-chance opportunities on tip-outs, right? Got you, uh, you know, I, I really like how he played. I mean, out of the tough part is, right, in this situation, you could say that they all had moments where they played the best. And I think that's the important part. That's the point of having three dudes that can attack and score at the bucket like the dudes you have here. You had DeMar DeRozan, who at times had to be the one-on-one guy. Guess what? He was the one-on-one guy. It's the thing that we've been missing the last few games, and he was able to go out there and get buckets, really be able to help the Bulls build out this lead. You needed somebody that was going to stretch the league. Zach Levine comes out and knocks down two big three-pointers. Boom, all of a sudden, now the lead's starting to move in the right direction, right? I feel like everybody had their moment to really step up and play that big role for the Chicago Bulls in this game. But, I mean, if we're going to say the most consistent, right, Zach had a better second half than first. DeMar kind of had a great first quarter, great third quarter type thing. Vooch was kind of just hit Vooch all throughout the night. Yeah, yeah. What do you? So we, we've been talking much about the supporting uh, cast uh, in in these games. Patrick Williams and Io all scoring over double digits. How would you feel about the game that they had today? I think the big thing with, with the other guys, right, is that um, – you love how in this matchup, Pat or Io DeSumo took Killian Hayes 110% out of the game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like at home, at, at literally, like not at home, like Detroit, like at home, home country. He's playing in front of his hometown fans. Yeah. He's like, you know what I mean? Like, so for me, I'm I'm looking at the fact that Io DeSumo made an impact on the game defensively. I thought Patrick Williams played the passing lanes really well, got his hands in on some tough plays. There was a lot of times in this game where I saw guys try to turn the corner and run into him and go, he's large. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's the P-Will that I've missed. Not to say that yeah. he was a clamp on anybody tonight. I thought Diallo was actually cooking him at points. Uh, but I but I, I like that he was actually in position, made some nice plays, got some nice blocks there. I believe he had two steals, two blocks on the night. 
uh, to go along with 10 points. And it, listen, that's all I'm asking. Methodical game. I'm not asking you to come out here and be the best player in the NBA night in and night out. I'm asking you to have an impact on the game tonight, Patrick Williams had an impact on the game. I would assume it had a major impact on the game. And so I, I love how those two have come out. For sure. Completely agree with you there. Um, I like the way Io not only gave the effort defensively, but at times when he's pushing the pace again, which we, we've always said that's when he looks the best at, hitting hitting his open shots today. He did miss two three-pointers. One of those were wide open. I can't remember what the second one was. But overall, I really did like uh, Io's two-way game. And every member of the Bulls starting five had a, had a double-digit positive plus minus, which is good. Um, and so, you know, overall, I like the way that it seems like the the – the way that they're playing and executing their offense now, where it's Zach, Demar, Vooch, of course, getting their li- the lion's share of the touches, but they're still spreading the ball around. They're moving the ball to find the to find the open shot. Zach Levine was about to take a shot that I was just like, "Listen, Zach, it's eighteen seconds. Oh wait, he passed it, and yeah. like literally, and, and he drew the defense time. to him. And I was like, "See, that's Zach Levine using his shooting ability as a way to to open up the game for other players." So. I, I like the way the offense has been looking the last couple of games. This is his first game with DeMar back. We do need to see it be a little bit more consistent. But overall, it does feel like there is a a concerned effort to change the way that they execute the offense. And that's what I enjoy seeing. Yeah, and you know what? It seems like they've they found some solutions. That's the one part that, that you know, was the biggest concern for us. It's like, listen, we can talk about this all day. We can talk about how we need to improve this all day. We can talk about – and, and that's what the Bulls do best, right? Like, they yeah. talk. They, they the, the press conferences, they they know what to say, how to say the right things, what to do. But it, the biggest thing that we've asked is, okay, but where are the results on this? I think we're finally starting to see some results offensively that even in our losing efforts, right, we had to look at it and say, hey, listen, we lost versus OKC tonight. Bad loss. Mm-hmm. Wide open shots left and right. Got to yeah. knock them down. Yeah. That's telling me that the system works versus the best teams because we've seen it work versus Boston versus Milwaukee versus those guys, right? Uh, and you can make it work versus the worst teams. You just got to knock down those shots. And I'll say this the one thing, too. This was the perfect game for the Bulls to start taking Detroit lightly. And not to say that they played Detroit well the entire time, but how they came out in the first quarter, I thought that second quarter, right, Detroit got a nice little scoring bump, scored, I think, 32 Two. or 33 points in that. Yeah. Although we'll we'll never know the, the actual score because nobody knew what the score was at that point. Uh, but it, that was the moment there where I was like, you know what, though? There's still – they're still Detroit scoring, but the Bulls are still running their system. They're not getting out of their body. They're not throwing their game off because Detroit's playing well right now. So I thought thought the Bulls did some good things in this game. Still in the same spot. Yeah, I mean the Bulls did they did a, they did some very good things. Let's see how it goes and continues on. Uh, and you know we got some more things to talk about the game. I want I want to talk a little bit about the bench in the game. Alice Caruso and uh, Kobe White had in this game. But before we do that, I got to talk to you guys about our partner LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out Locked On Jobs. We'll link up. Uh, Locked on LinkedIn jobs with LinkedIn jobs. You can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn jobs helps you quickly track qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond the resume data by using insights from your job posts, company 
and their 875 million member profiles to put your posts in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. And of course, terms and conditions do apply. Came in a little aggressive on that one, brother. Yeah, it did. I was surprised at that. It did come on highly aggressive, actually. A little strange there. Uh, concerning. <laughs> it's hype about the win. It's hype about the Bulls win, bro. <laughs> Somebody better be. Because <laughs> me and you both came in and just like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You, you, what, we, what we doing here, Hayes? Oh, yeah. wait. Hey, so we we're doing a whole show, brother. No, it, <laughs> we are live. You usually like, right you don't have you don't have the separate read afterwards. I was waiting for you. Uh, listen, bro, it's been a long day, long work day. Bulls game in the middle of the day kind of throws off the energy and vibe around here a little bit. I wanted to talk about the bench. <laughs> Alice Caruso, Kobe White specifically, the defense and offense. <laughs> How'd you feel about the games from Alice Caruso and Kobe White tonight, Pat? Oh, that was great. Um, complimentary of each other, right? Uh, in fact, so complimentary that they turn plays into different plays for each other. I thought Kobe White's uh, defensive awareness was a lot higher in this game. I, I've seen, I saw him trying to attack a couple of times just on, like, I'm going to just sneak up and snatch this away from you. Um, but the one thing for me, right, that this Bulls team, and even though Caruso, t- tonight was a Caruso game, or right. today, tonight, today was a Caruso game. Um, where you look at the stat line and you're like, wow, this guy did absolutely nothing. But you didn't feel that during the game. You you watch this game and you know that Alex Caruso was out there defensively doing a really good job, um, stepping in, snatching the ball away from guys, really making things uh, difficult for guys that were driving to the rim, right? Like those are the things for me that I'm looking at from Alex Caruso to do on a night-in, night-out basis. Thought he had some really good moments there, facilitated the ball pretty well as well. Uh, I, I will say this. Um, the Bulls' ball movement tonight was phenomenal, and Alex Caruso was a big part of that. Um, and that's something that I haven't come to expect to see. Not to say Caruso doesn't move the ball, but it's usually a very slow. Like, we're in a half-court set. We're just going to, all right, kick it down to there, back up, move it back around. Here we go. You know, like they were whipping that mug around. I thought that that was very good to see from the Bulls. Yeah, uh, the ball movement was great. Uh, Caruso, Caruso just, that man has no, if his insurance agent's probably like, yeah, man, listen. Did you up, did you, did you pay off your policy today? Did you make sure you paid it off? Uh, because the way that man just flings his body around is like, hey, injuries are bound to happen with that dude. But I love it because he impacts the game. And like you said, it, Caruso has the type of game that if you just look at the box score, people who don't actually watch basketball, they'll never be able to appreciate the things that Alice Caruso does in this game. He did get four steals, three assists, three rebounds, but that that still only you know, brings his impact together only so much, man. He just, he played a, a great all around game today, um, except for shooting. It's one for four, but it's Alex Caruso. Kobe, on the other hand, 
Kobe is playing with some confidence that I just oh, yeah. I appreciate on both sides of the ball. Oh, yeah. Like it's almost at the point now where it's like Kobe's like, hey, yeah, I'll take that defensive assignment. Like Kobe, you sure about that? Like at this point, I feel like Kobe would look at like at like Bradley Bill. Like, yeah, I could guard Bradley. I'm not worried I, about I, it. I, I just love the mentality on Kobe, right? Kobe, yeah. I, I forget. I, it might have been Killian Hayes or it might have been Jaden Ivey, actually. I think it was Jaden Ivey. Um, where mixed them, got past them to the bucket. Easy. And then Kobe Whiteside, give me the ball. Goes down on the other end, boom, knocks down a three. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like the mentality that, that Kobe White is displaying to, to say, hey, you're not going to be better than me. I'm, I'm, I'm not the, the Kobe White that y'all thought I was last season. Ain't no clap it up over here. You know what I mean? We <laughs> go to work. And, and I feel like that's the, that's the mindset that he's exuded a lot this season. And he has defensively. He has improved. He is one of the – I would argue – you got mostly defenders on your bench, so I can't say that. But but probably he's one of your best two-way players on the team. And who would have ever thought we'd say that about Kobe White? Not a lot of people, bro. Not a lot of people. Kobe is one of the better two-way players on this team. Now, one of the other really good two-way players that had a big game in this one, we didn't talk much about DJJ, freshly engaged. What yes. did you think about the game from DJJ today? Congratulations on the engagement, brother. We saw it working out. You were flying around the court. You need to get engaged before every single game. Uh, <laughs> same woman. We don't want to. We don't want to start no beefs inside the home, man. Is this what we doing, bro? We telling people they need to get engaged before hey, bro, every game, this, brother? This man. This man was balling out here. I mean, defensively did some great things. Yeah. Really, what do you have? Three, four strips. You know what I mean? Like yeah. um, people trying to rise up. He was running the floor really well, going up at the rim. They throw. I haven't seen the Bulls throw that many oops to djj in one game not granted right maybe it's because of the pistons and nobody's really protecting the paint down there um but but i haven't seen the bulls throw that many oops to djj all season and uh he got like four or five of them in one game and by the way uh io stop trying to kill our players by making them jump into the backboard brother. Like, i'm just saying <laughs> had zach levine out here jumping out the gym had djj jumping out the gym brother man, let's, let's work on the direction of them passes a little bit more um <laughs> But, no, I, I I thought that DJJ, again, one of the other guys that made a legitimate impact. What did he play, 18 minutes, something like that? And, uh, and DJ, 17 minutes in the game. 17 minutes. Five for six from the field. When you look at that stat line, right, and, and you you see um, what you got out of him, I mean, you you have to be proud of, of the type of game he had. We saw Marco Simonovic this game. Hey, but hey, 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 hey. Marcus Couch said we saw him because Billy finna leave him over there. I know, yeah, yeah, he's definitely finna leave him. Like, hey man, you forgot your kid. Hey. No, it's good. You got oh, it. You got oh, it. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. <laughs> hey, he's finna be like like uh, Kevin McAllister in Home Alone when he wakes up in the morning and the Bulls flew out and he's still hey, you, there. You, like, you didn't see the story. They 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 had left Marco. He he actually uh, <laughs> wait. He they actually, really did leave Marco. They, they left Marco. He snuck in <laughs> with the luggage. I had to have one of them stickers on the forehead and just came sliding out. And it's like, hey, man, who let the ball boy ride the goddamn luggage car? Who let the ball boy ride the luggage car? He just came out with a basketball oh, under his arm. You know what I mean? That is hilarious, bro. By the way, it does need to be noted as well, Dalen Terry shooting 100% in the month of January. 
So uh, we got some, we moving in the right direction, baby. Hey, listen, a PER of 86, you know, it is what it is, bro. Hey, man, cooking right now, dog. He's cooking right now. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, overall, really good game. I love the, the production from the bench. Uh, before we get in, out of this last segment, I do got to ask you this. Is is it over for Andre Drummond? Like what what's 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 going on? Like and DJJ as, as a backup center, at least in these two matchups, has given us some really good minutes, man. What do you think is going on with Drummond? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I I'm here's something that I haven't brought to the show yet because I felt like it makes no sense based on the things that we've talked about needing, but. Is Drummond a trade piece? No. He's playing like one. You know, when you see somebody play really well and then you're like, all right, stop playing him so we can move him so he doesn't get hurt. That's the thing. When when have you seen Drummond play really well in the last 10 games? I mean, Drummond's just played well this season playing his role, right? Like outside of the the four fouls in three minutes. He's just been he's been the same guy, consistent guy. I gotta disagree with it. There's times where he's slow in rotations. There's times where he's falling asleep. Like that, and it's not regularly. But I don't think like Drummond hasn't been like first however many games when he first started. Drummond was balling. Then when he came back from injury, he was balling for a little while there as well. But to me, Drummond hasn't played the best to to where the point where you're like, oh, he's playing good for a trade piece. Let's sit him down. I I don't think he's played that well. All you're advertising is, hey, he gets rebounds and 10 points in 10 minutes. Even in bad games defensively, he still gets you 10 rebounds and 10 points in 10 minutes. I mean. Like, I, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that – not to say I want to trade Drummond. I, I actually – I think Drummond's played better uh, this season. I think he's been a really solid piece for us. Um, I think I, I don't understand Billy Donovan's infatuation with not using seven-footers, which makes you even more concerned about – you know, even going to get somebody that's going to help us rim protection or something like that, because um, is Billy going to play him? You know what I mean? Like, Marco got in on this. Marco literally got in because we were in Paris. So in his last 19 games played, he's only had two games over in double-digit points. That's what I mean. Like, I, I feel like we remember the impact he had to start the season, but and even double-digit rebounds. He's had, he's had – Two double-digit rebound games in his last 19 games played. Now, some of that is on Billy Donovan. How many minutes played in them games? So, he's still averaging almost 11 minutes per game over those last 19 games. a lot in 11 minutes, though. Yeah. That's That's a lot of production in 11 What are you talking about? I didn't give you a number. I just said he's only had two double-digit rebound games. That's that's not really a lot. Not for the way he was playing at first, bro. Like We talk about what? Nine and eight? What's he averaging? He's averaging so in January. Hold on, let me go back to this. Well, he ain't so played right one now. game. He's well. He's played in. He's played in five games in January. That's he's good. averaging. He's averaging ten minutes, five rebounds, and five point eight points per game. Again, not horrible, but and he's and then even in even in uh, in December, December he played fifteen games. He played in December, thirteen minutes per game over that. Five rebounds, five point one points per game. I, Drummond's taking a hit. Produ- like the the per minute, like if the per thirty six minutes are going to look good for Drummond, but just the the way that he's played that he played at the beginning of the season, he's fallen off from that considerably, and I think that we just remember what he can be. I, I take the Charles Bar- Charles Barkley approach when when it comes to per thirty six. If he could play, yeah, thirty six, he'd be out there for thirty six. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> 
I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Still, still a lot of production for, for 10 minutes of play, bro. Like, you showed bro, up for 10 minutes. You showed up for 10 minutes. You gave me five rebounds. <laughs> like, yeah, but I would like to see the breakdown of how many of those rebounds are off his own misses. That could be a fact as That's well. That's a big will, fact of that as I well. I will not uh, uh, <laughs> confirm nor deny that he be building up his own stats out here. Hey, man. But, you know, sometimes you got to build it up just like Built Bar. Built Bar's out here helping you build up yourself. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fats and the calories, you got to try Built Bar. Here's the thing. Holidays are over now. We're into January trying to get yourself going. Are you still in the gym? I am. It hurts. Uh, but I'm, I'm trying my best to find ways to eat better. And I'm, I'm going to be 100% with you. This is not ad read. This is legit me. I eat Built Bar every single day because I need to eat six meals a day. And there's no way that I'm sitting down and eating six actual meals. So two of those meals for me usually end up being a built bar. Why? Because for one, they're covered in hundred percent real chocolate. Two, they have fire flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond three. I like candy. So it gives me that feel and that sugar that I want, but without the candy bar hit, right? There's only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and I was whopping 17 grams of protein. And now I don't even have to wait. I don't have to go to built.com. Although, according to Nick Angstead, you can still use the promo code LOCKED15 if you need to, to go over at built.com. But you can now find them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club uh, where you can get the four-pack of cookies and cream or double chocolate or coconut puffs or the 13-bar box at Sam's Club with the brownie batter and churros. I'm telling y'all, you can thank me later. Check out built.com. Check out uh, Walmart. Check out Sam's Club for your built bars today. Just got to throw it in there. Uh, in those 10 minutes, Drum is also averaging almost three fouls in 10 minutes. So he's That's, giving- the, part. <laughs> That's the part right there that is like, hey, dog, how you do that, bro? <laughs> That's impressive. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of them with, fam, when he 2.6 got- 2. fouls in 10 minutes is tough, bro. And, That's And this is the worst part of it, right? This is the worst part of it. He always does, like, some foul, we just run somebody over, like, hit somebody with a bow to the back of the forehead, or, like, just... To the back of the forehead? Right, yeah, exactly, bro. And, and, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 100%. Exactly what I said. And then he, like, looks at Io the Sumo and goes, all right, let's calm down. Like, no, you calm down, brother. Why are you so aggressive right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So we talked a little bit about it at the top, man. You were live calling this game. How difficult was it to live call the game where the score was not right anywhere, bro? Like, that was bro, that was so damn, interesting. I need to understand how bad it was, right? At first, I'm like, yo, this is a two-point you dig. Like, if this game comes down to the wire, like, we in trouble out here. But it got concerning. It was bad quick. So I'm on the score after score. I've had it. At the time when when we focused on it most, when everybody in the chat was commenting on it, the score app had it 56. Um, I, I believe it had it 56-48 or something like that. And then FanDuel had it 58-58. CBS had it 57-42. Uh, NBC had it 56-50. Uh, like it was all over the place, bro. I had no idea what the real score was. Nobody had any idea what the real score was. They needed Sam Smith, the OG, since the 1990s with Michael Jordan. 
who still keeps a hand box score for players and how they score and what they put up and blah, blah, blah. They needed Sam Smith to tell them what the score was at a professional NBA game. That's wild, bro. Bruh. That's crazy. And Sam just there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was just like, I feel like the whole thing went down. And it was just like, man, like, uh, is it two? Do you know the score? Nobody knows the score. Sam knows the score. Like somebody just showed up. was like, y'all know Sam. Sam been keeping the box since 1989. You know it was probably Stacy too. He's like, you know Sam got the score, right? <laughs> you can see, like, Stacy was like, like Sam. Sam gave me my original first game box score yesterday. <laughs> and signed it. <laughs> Dog, it was so whack, bro. How was it just, like, visually for y'all, bro? Because the thing was, I was on NBA TV, too, who also had, actually, they had it right. NBA TV had it. NBA TV was the only one that had it right, which makes yeah. sense since they're the one airing the damn game. But, yeah. bro. But they like had I, the quarter uh, wrong the entire yeah. time. But bro, there was there was a there was a time where on ESPN it said that it was fifty. It was like fifty six to like to fifty two. That score there the score was never that in the game. There was never a single time where that was the score in the game. That's what's that's what's so crazy. It's like, bro, like what what. I I need to know if the person who was supposed to keep score ever saw a game of basketball before. Maybe he uh, thought every shot you got, you whether uh, winning or not, you got some points. I have no idea, bro. They were trying to apply cricket rules to basketball is what it was. Bro. bro, that was the best part, bro. I swear I was watching the Google scoreboard, and it said, like, 63-41. And I was like, this never happened. So this is even more hilarious. And they were trying to fix it. But they were fixing it as the game went on. So, like, Zach Levine knocked down a free throw, and then it became 64 40 and they just took one point away from them and gave it to the Bulls. I was like, how's this working? Dog? I will say this. Uh, I, I, I see somebody in the comments say, is France give them a hall pass? Uh, here's the thing it's not just the fact that they was playing in France. Like, all you had to do was watch the game. I, I believe each of these companies has a person that does this or some sort of program that does this. But I guess that might be the part where it's messed up because if it's messed up in the stadium, that's where you could have some issue. I don't know how that works. I'd love to get somebody on to figure that out because I was dying laughing. It was the funniest thing in the world to me because I was like, bro, what if this comes down to a two-point game? I'm going to already be pissed that it's a two-point game. But then on top of that, I'm going to be like, bro, did we really win? <laughs> it was one of the more interesting things I've ever seen in the NBA game, bro. Like, I've, I've – I've seen the, the the clock turn off, right? The scoreboard turn turn off to where you don't see the score, but at least when it comes back on, it's right. It's I've right. never I've never seen ESPN, Yahoo Sports, FanDuel, uh, everywhere have the score just so wrong, and they were all different, bro. Like I always thought in my head that all these places like pull in the score from from one centralized place. Clearly, they don't. Nobody knew what the score was, bro. Could you imagine trying to bet on this game in the middle of the game? Like, well, that was the best part. <laughs> FanDuel was showing like 58 58. Like, you think you're in a close game. If you're not watching this game, then all of a sudden you look and it's like, how did they lose 14 points? Somebody's point shape. <laughs> there's no way you lost that you can't even categorize that as sports shaving that would just be cheating at that, that point cheating, like that's bro. not even you're not shaving bro you just straight cutting you point cutting at that point bro <laughs>
That's wild, man. But this is a fun game to watch. Hopefully, you know, I'm tired of saying it's just where the Bulls turn it around because, listen, it all is going to be revealed through through action, bro. Like you got Like I said before, I'm at the place in this team where you got to show me. Yeah. That's it. They showed it tonight. Um, yeah, against the Pistons. Let's see what they do against other teams going forward in their schedule. Uh, we get three days off again, which I don't know what me and Pat are going to do. Oh, no, it's the weekend, so don't even worry about it. We're going we gonna to be cool uh, with, with the three days off. But we come back immediately to a back-to-back Monday and Tuesday uh, where we face Atlanta and Indiana um, in back-to-backs. Atlanta's struggling right now. Indiana lost Halliburton. So we'll see how those two games go. But, Pat, anything left before we go today? Um, how do you think the jet lag is going to affect them coming back? You said on the last episode, it takes about a week yeah. for you to get your body readjusted. How do you think coming back to like our time zone? It's, it's basically just like are they flying back days. tonight? Because if the if they have the weekend, if they fly, fly back, back tonight, tonight yeah. and then have the weekend to kind of reset, I think they'll be fine by Monday. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. That is. It's not like they were over there for a long time either. They were over there for three days. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, if they if they fly back, if they have the weekend to kind of reset and get their sleep schedule back on, but at the end of the day, is this? Listen, I don't care. You ain't got no excuse. You're a professional athlete. You can deal with it. That's it. That's all I got to say. I ain't got no more excuses for this team, bro. You're not a human. Listen, no jet lag for you. No jet lag for you. <laughs> no uh, if, jet the, lag, if the ankles broke, tape it up and get back on the court. Well, all right, all right. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like, relax there, Stephen. No, listen, uh, not Stephen. Uh, Skip Hazeless. No, well, no, Hayes. just like, uh, just like, uh, 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 Captain America said in Avengers: If you die, get back up. That's all I can tell you. That's all I got for you. Like, <laughs> that's all I got for you. Follow us on everything at Locked On Boys. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Appreciate y'all for showing love. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen today. Now for your second listen, check out Game to Game. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from around the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This is Locked On Bulls. We out, y'all. Peace. Peace.